Hi, my friend. Welcome to the One Minute to Glory podcast. I'm your host, Alexandra Alvarez. I love to tune in with you every week. This episode, I hope that you feel refreshed or that it sparks curiosity or perhaps even gives you a different outlook on life. But at least I hope that you get something out of it. So have a listen. My beautiful daughter, who is nine years old, loves to read. And she prefers fiction. If it was her choice, she would only read stories imagined and everything that involves imagination and imagined things she goes to, especially if it's beautiful and hopeful and funny and fun. But following her teacher's instructions, she also added to her repertoire some non-fictional books. So she's been bringing home many of these biographies from that series, Who Was or Who Is. And so she came to me and she says, Mommy, you need to read these books. They're really good. I think you would like them. So I've been reading them. They've been quite incredible. Nothing short than incredible, really. I like also to read and let my imagination go. But also, I love to understand human behaviors. I like to see why people make certain decisions and what is behind the decisions that they make. Who were they? What were their hearts really about? And why do we make decisions? Was it fear? Was it misunderstanding? Was it anger? Was it a desire to prove oneself and when it's a biography about someone who is past who is deceased it's even more powerful because you see the beginning and the end of a life you see the entire life of one human being you see when and how they started their lives and how and where they ended it and that brings to light so much wisdom and information on our behaviors on humanity and who we are and why we do what we do and the consequences of our actions, intentions. I've been really enjoying these books. I've been reading about Queen Elizabeth, about Coretta Scott King, who was Martin Luther King Jr.'s wife, whom I did not know very well. I've been reading about Walt Disney. <laughs> and right now I am reading about Helen Keller, whom most of us know. What really was incredible, and what I love about these this series, is that although they're concise, they're about 100 pages, they are very relevant about the main events of their lives, but also they talk about the feelings and the intentions of these people why they make the decision. They did not feel great about this, but they were very angry and they decided to do this and this happened right after that. And so to see that one decision leads to an, a series of other events is just so powerful because you see more clearly without all the superfluous details, the point of each event of these people's lives. On the other hand, I've been also reading my Bible daily. I love to read and I love to try to understand the bigger picture every time and understand more about God. I think there is a relationship that 
our Creator wants to have with us. And the information that we, that we read in other books or that we gather on the internet or that we watch on TV can all point us towards God and to understand more deeply incredible things about life, incredible things about God and His creation and what He loves and what He hates. So reading about this passage in Isaiah 6 and then reading at the same time Helen Keller was very powerful and I wanted to share that with you. In Isaiah 6, I had, re- I had read, Be ever hearing, but never understanding. Be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people calloused. Make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. We understand with our heart, but our heart can be calloused. It can be full of things that do not allow us to gain the proper understanding. And sometimes I see that the things that I learn are to also reveal what is inside my heart and to remove all the things that make my heart calloused so that I can see, not only see, but also perceive. And so Reading Helen Keller at night before going to bed is just incredible. It's nothing short than incredible. As we know, this young woman had a fever at the age of two and became blind and deaf. Imagine a world where it's complete darkness and completely silent. That was her world. Today we have so much noise and so many things that uh, get our attention. And so imagine this young girl at a very young age, probably no recollection of what life was before her ailment happened, being in complete darkness and in complete silence. There was absolutely no noise and no outside stimulation. So she had to go within, right? She had to move forward to really find within her everything she that was going to propel her for the future. And at some point, she was introduced to Alexander Graham Bell. The family heard about him and... He's the one who invented the telephone. And what I did not know is that he also spent his whole life helping the deaf. His mother was nearly deaf. And so he, as a young man, taught deaf children. He knew about schools that were for the deaf and the blind. There were not that many at that time. And so he was able to refer the Kell family to a school that would probably help her. So the school sent this young lady who herself was a student of the school and she also was blind or had some surgery and healed and she would forever change Helen Keller's life. Annie Sullivan moved into the Keller's home and she began teaching Helen. And she said Helen at first did not understand that she was being taught. Something was different 
But before being taught, she had no ways to calm herself or she had those tantrums and the dinner time was chaotic. She would just stand and steal her sibling and her parents' food. I mean, it was extremely chaotic. But the moment that she understood she was being taught, everything changed. And she did not know that whatever her teacher was trying to do on her hand were actually spelling words of things that she was holding and things that she uh, was using. But the moment she understood that she was being taught something, everything changed. She was able to sit down at a dinner table. She was able to control her anger and to really gather her energy and her focus into that teaching, whatever was being taught to her. And she learned how to read and write. And not only that, but she wrote numerous best-selling books and went on speaking and gave a lot of hope to people with great disabilities like hers. She also mentioned in her autobiography this famous sentence that everything has a name and each name gave birth to a new thought. She understood that she was learning words and that everything that she was learning gave birth to something more within her and something more and all of that gave her inspiration to do more and create more and move forward within her disabilities. And to have that level of focus, it is really revealing. I mean, for us who have eyes to see and ears to hear, do we truly see, perceive, and hear what we need to hear in order to fulfill the life that we were supposed to live, that God gave us? And so, to me, it takes... A lot of focus, but also humility to perceive. Because we come across so much information that we want to learn, like how to lose weight or how to start a business, how to grow a business, how to grow an email, email list, how to make friends, how to, you know, all kinds of things. But I think that taking a step back and we select what we want to learn and we just go after that. We have our goals. But are we really learning what we're supposed to be learning? Am I really, am I seeing all that there is to see or am I missing out on something that perhaps I should see? Just to have that step back, to really try and understand things very differently. Just like Helen Keller had to find different ways forever. And it's something that we speak about today. So it's something, there's something in there that we can learn. All of us can learn. And it's about perceiving and understanding. And also, I like that question, why? Why am I interested in such information? And what am I to do with it? How can I use this for good and for the well-being of everyone? Is this edifying? Am I learning something about God? I wrote a poem today. It was a poem to God. Something that came to mind as I was driving. 
I realize that sometimes we come across information that is not always helpful or aligned with what we usually learn. And then I felt if God truly is out there, perhaps God allows me to have that information because he's teaching me something about him. And if it's something that is not necessarily directly related to God, he's taking a risk with me. And trust me with that information that I will use it for good and understand God better and be closer to him ultimately afterwards. You know, knowledge puffs up, but if I use that knowledge to understand God, then it edifies who he is and not me. And how does that edify God? Well, in 1 Corinthians 13, it said that love always trusts, always perseveres always hope and if God gives me information he hopes he trusts me with that information and he hopes that I will see him and I feel grateful that I am worthy of his trust and it makes me want to love him more I just wanted to let you with this thought so many thoughts and perhaps deep but hopeful I'm not alone with trying to figure things out in life I think that if I walk with God and I stay close to the heart, I may be perceiving and understanding correctly. And that's a hopeful thing to think about. Thank you for listening and let me know your thoughts. Bye for now. I hope you gathered some things, but let me give you some of my takeaways from this episode. Reading biographies from people you admire that have passed is a great way to gain insight into the order of things, to gain wisdom from life lessons directly, a life from beginning to end. From Isaiah 6, we understand the distinction between seeing and perceiving. We understand with our heart, but our hearts can be hardened. Our job is to find what hardened it and remove it so that I can see again, so we can see again. Imagine a world with no stimulations, but also no distractions. What would that feel like? Like Helen Keller, if we understood we were being taught and guided, we would pay attention and perhaps perceive differently the world around us. It takes focus, but also humility to perceive. Am I seeing all that I need to see? Stay open. A moment of humility involves being open. I may not know everything. If God teaches me, do I see him in all things? God may take a risk with me that I may not see him, but be satisfied with the learning without caring for the teacher. There is the idea that I am not learning on my own, and there is a purpose for the lessons. There may be more to learn than we think. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to hear from you, so please leave a review below or on Apple Podcast. If you found today's message encouraging, please consider sharing it with someone who might benefit. Your support helps us also reach more listeners. Thank you. Bye for now.